From the game gurus at Snakes and Lattes, you're listening to the Snakes Cast, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast, everyone. I'm Jonathan Moriarty. Joining me this week are Kristen Travis. Hello. And Mandy Jelsma. Hello. So today we're going to talk about pressure. The pressure that you experience in particular playing games that look the brightest and friendliest of all, party games. A lot of customers gravitate toward the bright, friendly colors and silly titles of the games in the party game section. And probably figuring these games are going to be easy or something. But here's the thing. Not all party games are all that easy going. Some of them can be terrifyingly difficult for some players. Um, guys, what do you think is the main reason why people tend to gravitate towards that section? I mean, is it, what is it? Is it the colors? Is it the, the expectation it's going to be easy? Is it the familiarity? I think a lot of it's familiarity, and I think more of it is number size and the times that a lot of people play games as adults tend to be at parties or um, at events where you need to accommodate that many people. Right, so something like Taboo or something is mm-hmm. better suited to something from a different section. Yeah, I think people have grown up through high school and stuff playing those types of games. It's less likely that they, you know, would jump to Agricola or any of the strategy games uh, with the bigger people because there's less likely a chance that everyone there knows how to play those games too. Yeah, they, they look less intimidating too. You know, those bright colors, those friendly fonts that they use. It's a lot less intimidating than the stuff that you see over oh, in yeah. other sections. Um, and also they feel a bit, I think, more grown up than the games in the kids' game section. Uh, some people still feel a little self-consciously, rightly or wrongly, about bringing out the game of life or something like this, even though they can have plenty of fun. Oh, yeah, I see that all. <laughs> awesome. I see that all the, the nostalgia time. hit you get from that is totally worth any sort of, you know, nobody's going to look down on you for that. Well, except maybe some of the other gurus, but don't listen to them. <laughs> you should never pay attention to them. Um, so what, what, um, here's the thing, though. These, these, a lot of these party games do have a lot of pressure on them. Something like Taboo or Charades. they're really focusing on you and it's not so much the case in a lot of other games so I'm curious guys which makes you feel more under pressure when you're playing a party game like charades or taboo or a strategy game like chess or agricola I would say the party games I was like a chronically shy child in elementary school I know it's hard hard to believe knowing me now but um, uh, I would get nervous having new presentations and when we play party games like uh, 25 words or less or times up there's like that sense of performance anxiety when you have to go up and make maybe make a fool of yourself in front of your friends as opposed to like any of the strategy games like it's a little less less low-key because you're not performing right you, you have to try to play well yeah i suppose but it's i guess it, it, i don't know does it feel like less of a reflection on you as a person if you aren't as good at strategizing than if you have to like get up and mime something i feel like with party games people are looking at you whereas if you're playing a strategy game everyone's kind of thinking about their right. own next turn Whereas everyone just looking at you and waiting you to mime out something. The intensity of that focus, yeah. that spotlight shining down on you. Mm-hmm. How about you, Kristen? Which which do you think is uh, gives you more pressure? Oh, totally the party games. Really, Mo- a lot of them you only have thirty seconds, and you right, have to the timing. The timing. So you have thirty seconds. You need to think of whatever words you can, or get someone <laughs> to guess whatever, or do whatever, and you need to do it as best you can. And a lot of times you're someone else is trying to work with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So in Taboo, if I'm giving clues, someone else is trying to guess. So I need to be good so that they can be good as well. <laughs> Whereas in a strategy game, uh, I have everyone else's turn to think, and really, it's not really a reflection on anybody else but myself. So if I flub a turn <laughs> or a risk, I flub rolls so my, my army doesn't do well, oh, well, I'll build it back up, or I just make a joke. But it just feels a lot more personal in party games. I suppose so. 
Um, I actually have to agree with you guys on this one. It's, it's three for three here. We don't usually get that on the Snakes cast, all of us agreeing on something, but that it's, it's the intensity of that focus, that the fact that you are the one who has to perform right now, you are on, and that stage fright can be really intense, and it can take a lot of forms, too. So let's take a look at some of the things in party games that can be stressful that way. So what have we got? We've got your standard charades type of thing where you're miming, you're performing, you're singing, you're drawing. Uh, so games like charades, cranium, humbug, we have to hum things, Pictionary, we have to draw something. These artistic sort of performance things. Scale of 1 to 10, what's the tension level with that sort? Ooh, I would say maybe like a solid 7, depending on what group of friends I'm with. Okay. And depending, if we're drawing, I'm doing, I'll do okay because I can draw, but anytime it's acting out something, I'm just not into that end. Acting and drawing, mm, I would say up there at a seven, too. All right, so uh, moderate to severe yeah. uh, tension going on there. Uh, how about having to invent things on the spot? You know how in Balderdash you have to make up oh, that that's fake the definition? Worst. <laughs> I, I can never do it. How, I, Balderdash is so hard for me because making a convincing uh, definition, right. can't do it. Nope, nope. Uh, that one's hit or miss. Like, Balderdash, I definitely get some stage fright, but then you get into, like, snake oil, and if you give me a second, and especially if you read the room and you have these inside jokes going, it gets a little <laughs> bit easier to, like, make up nonsense. Snake oil's totally in that category. Yeah, but uh, you, get to to you get a top total bull in snake oil, which, yeah, which yeah. And at least you get, easier. like, the two prompts, like, okay, I'm making something around these two things. So. That helps, too, having those prompts to sort of base it around, whereas uh, in, in Balderdash, it has to sound like a legit definition. Yeah, that's out, out that of nowhere, really yeah. Could be. Way rougher. Uh, and then, of course, you've got stuff like Things, the game of Things, where it's sort of like a cross between the two. You can make up a ridiculous answer. But uh, it is still, you have to make it up on the spot. Um, you know, one of those things. Once Upon a Time is another example of a game where you have to make stuff up on the spot, the fairy tale type of thing. Uh, that one is, is tough because if you hesitate, you lose your turn. That game gives me like anxiety, <laughs> just pure anxiety. I'm just like, how do I string these together? And I'm like, oh, I have a story outlined. And as soon as it's my turn, just falls apart and someone just jumps in. And yeah, you've my got thunder. the prompts, but the interrupt cards, the fact that people can just take your story and say, yeah, and by the way, this character is actually so-and-so and they're going and doing this now. That one's a lot easier to get into the flow, though. You get in the flow of a story and you're like, oh, I totally know where to go from here. And that's fine. Whereas in Balderdash, you just have to do a definition. That There's sounds no real. flow. There's exactly. no flow. I need flow. Okay, so uh, inventing things on the spot then. Scale of 1 to 10, tension rating? About an 8. I would say an 8. 8 or 9, depending on where we're going with okay, it. Okay, so that can, be a, that can be like really intense. And I think that that's sort of borne out by customers I've seen uh, and, uh, and their experiences. Making mm -hmm. stuff up on the spot tends to rank pretty highly in terms of things that can say, whoa, this is a party game, this is hard. Um, having, to, having to be correct all the time. I did not make mistakes. So trivia games. Here's a question. Be correct now. Not so much. I don't mind not being right or not knowing it. Because I, I feel like it's better to not know it and admit you don't know it than, I don't know, to pretend you do and just look silly. Hmm. I'm so used to being wrong in trivia games <laughs> that it doesn't even phase me. Yeah, pretty much the same here. The, the topics are never about anything I have any knowledge of either. So I played the Disney trivia once, though, and it's pretty much aimed for children. Because it's all about, like, what color is Little Mermaid's hair? I was like, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we played the, uh, the, I think it was the Lord of the Rings trivia game once. And Ooh. I had, like, four pie pieces by the end of my first turn. <laughs> which should tell you a thing or two about my little Oh, the Harry Potter one? It's, oh. like, I'll bet. it's like, who is the person that sits two, two chairs to the side behind Harry that they don't actually even mention? 
And then my friends know it. I was of like, course they of do. Of course. <laughs> yeah, that would be me with Harry Potter. <laughs> Still not a lot of pressure though, right? No, Scale no. one to ten. No pressure. Uh, like maybe uh, two or three. Maybe a four if I was with someone who's super competitive and annoying. Okay. So then we have time pressure. And this is a huge one. There are more, A lot of games have sand timers in them. I'd say that at least 80% of them are in party games. So the pressure to do stuff quickly, taboo, catchphrase, time's up, 25 words or less. We've already mentioned these before. Um, there, there are definitely more sand timers in those party games than in other areas, and that's something I think a lot of folks don't realize when they're looking for a nice, relaxing time. Uh, how big a deal is that? Mm, I'm not a fan of the sand timers. Oh, I like sand timers, but they get my heart going. If, uh, I love way? it and hate it. No, I love it. I, I do love it. <laughs> okay, so uh, this, this, again, stressfulness isn't always a bad thing. No. Stress can be invigorating. So, all right, scale of 1 to 10, the time pressure factor, how big a deal? Maybe like a 6 uh, for me. Okay. 6 to 10, it depends on the game. Okay. It really does. It's, uh, I well, find that usually... Five-second rule, that's a very short timer. That's true. Yeah. Five seconds is not a lot of time to come up with three examples of whatever's on that card. Yeah. And Ooh, that sounds rough. Mm-hmm. That's five-second rule. Name three cleaning products. Go. Okay, I need to play that. Uh, Clorox. Time's up. <laughs> <laughs> that's five-second rule. Uh, here's the other thing. Uh, party games, more than any other genre, are played in teams, which means there's the danger of letting the team down if you fail. Is this yeah. an issue that uh, can create pressure for you when you're playing games? Yes, I absolutely hate it. <laughs> I was playing Time's Up, and in the last round, it was my, my second week at Snakes and Lattes, and for some reason I was like, oh, we're doing the blue side. No, we were doing the yellow, and I was reading <laughs> out the wrong cards, and I earned the nickname Jag for three weeks. So Is if it... you're ever on the Snakes website and you see something that says Jag? question mark, That's about me. <laughs> How about you, Kristen? <laughs> Letting the side down? Um, yeah, that... It's... I feel worse when when they're trying to give me clues and I can't get it because they're the one that's under pressure and I'm just, I'm letting you down, dude. I'm so sorry. I just sorry. see watching you twisting in the wind yeah, and I can't trying, save you. I'm so sorry. You're trying so hard and I'm not helping. Oh. Oh, goodness. All right. So scale of one to ten then, not letting the team down. How big a deal is it on the pressure scale? I would say an eight. Seven, eight. Yeah. yeah fairly serious, that yeah. one. So it seems like having to invent things on the spot is the big one. And uh, I, I, I think that, that that's also borne out. Have you guys know that, that that's the thing that's most likely to be like, oh, wow, we can't play this. This is too hard. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next thing then, which is, of course, what do you do if you're looking for a party game that's not stressful? Let's see. We've got Apples to Apples. Uh, we've got the Everybody's Favorite Apples to Apples ripoff, Cards Against Humanity. Um, uh, um, Dixit? Oh, I like Dixit. Dixit has to have to make stuff up on the spot. Oh, thing, you're though. right. Like oh. when, you, when you're holding those cards, you have to come up with a way of expressing an idea. Oh, At least yeah. it's only one word, though. Uh, or a phrase. Or, or a phrase. Dance. Yeah, that's the oh, thing. That's you, true. You, you can give any sort of thing you want. The one word makes it easier, and that's usually something I do to help take the pressure off when people are playing Dixit. If you're not sure what sort of a clue to give for your cards, I mean, it's vague but still kind of specific, a single word can help. But uh, that's still pressure. You still have to make something up on the spot. And for some people... I'm, I can't come up with anything Yeah, else. no, yeah. I'm drawing a blank. It's, you, you would almost think that uh, they're not designing these things to be gentle, relaxing family affairs. Mm, you're tricky. It's, <laughs> it's, that's the thing. You know, it comes back to the reasons why people come over to the party game section in the first place. It's, you know, if they're looking for something that's going to be easy, uh, that's going to be bright and friendly and colorful, looks can really be deceiving. And uh, if they want to relax, 
a party game probably isn't what they want. They, they might be simple to learn, but they're definitely not easygoing. So they're actually some of the least easygoing games out there, especially the ones like you were talking about. But uh, a heavy-duty two-hour-long strategy game by somebody like Stefan Feld is probably actually a better ticket if you want to relax than you know a game with an exclamation point in the title. Very true. But um, if what you're in the mood for is something invigorating, something high-pressure, something intense, then party games are probably exactly what you're looking for, even if you mostly just play strategy games. Like, uh, Kristen, you're a huge Stefan Feld fan. Oh, it's, yeah. There's, there's a kind of a zen, a sort of a relaxation that settles in in these sort of deep European-style Oh, yeah. I want to do this and this and this. Oh, you're doing that? I'll do this. Right. And, that's, that's, and, and I do this, which allows me to do that, which allows me to do that. Things chain together in a nice and orderly and hygienic fashion. And when it's over, you can say, ah, yes, I've scored this many points from doing this, and this many points from doing this. Um, but do you tend to go for relaxing or invigorating games usually? More relaxing games. I like to be able to have like a nice little conversation, nice and calm. And meanwhile, I'm working on my strategy, my next move, and watching what other people are doing. Definitely, that's calmer for me. So, yeah, weirdly enough, um, even for people who are relatively casual in these sorts of things, um, for relaxing time, strategy, you know, the dreaded, oh God, it's strategy, it could actually be a better ticket as far mm -hmm. as getting that than the more seemingly uh, outgoing and friendly party games. But uh, either way, you know, if, if, you're, if you're used to playing these sort of heavy-duty strategy games, sometimes you kind of need to mix it up a little. And uh, what, what's your favorite party game? Uh, time's up. Up. And that is one of the most stressful ones there it is. It is rough. You've got the miming thing going. You've got inventing things on the spot. You've got letting down the team. You've got the time pressure. That's it's the full. The full Monty. <laughs> but and, and 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 usually you play the heavy duty stuff. Oh yeah. So, it's it's it. Things aren't always as they seem. I guess is what I'm trying to go for here. A lot of times I find at the cafe there's a sort of segregation. You guys ever notice that? between the people who are, who, are, who are looking for the strategy stuff and who are looking for the party stuff. And mm -hmm. often, they don't really tend to talk to each other. There's not as much cross-pollinization. Right. Yep. When really their interests and what they're looking for out of the game are actually more similar than they expect. Exactly. Yeah. You know, these uh, so people who uh, come in and say, well, we want something that's like Risk where we get to backstab each other. So it's a bit more intense. That's, uh, it's, I guess what, uh, what I'm trying to say is that it's a good idea to go outside your comfort zone sometimes. You never know what you're going to find. In this I particular agree. case, things can really work out. All right, so any other thoughts on pressure in party games? We it's, done? It's a lot of fun. It certainly can be. I enjoy them once in a while. Nice palate cleanser. <laughs> but not as a main course. No, not as a main course. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time at Snakes and Lattes. Until then, I'm Jonathan Moriarty with Kristen Travis and Mady Jelsma. Game on. Game on. Game on. Thanks for listening. You can find more from the Game Gurus by subscribing to the Snakes and Lattes YouTube channel or by visiting our blog. Just go to snakesandlattes.com and click where it says blog up near the top of the page. Until next week, I'm P.T. Douglas. Game on.